Welcome to In Conversation with Lyndon Terracini, the podcast where we meet the extraordinary talents, both on stage and off, working at Opera Australia. These conversations were all originally filmed for our streaming service, OATV. You can find more online at tv.opera.org.au, as well as full productions and behind-the-scenes footage. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to OATV and my very special guest today, Kelly Abbey. Kelly is a magnificent choreographer, also an actor, but uh, she's been in the business for a number of years and done all sorts of things. So Kelly, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So um, you were born, I think, in Inala, in Queensland, yeah? In Brisbane, yes. Yeah. Yes. So do you want to let people know exactly? I know where Inala is, but uh, do, you? do you want to let people know where Inala is? Uh, I guess it's, it's south of Brisbane and mm. um, it's, a tiny little suburb and there's not a lot going on in Brisbane mm. and um, I just I learnt to dance there in a little community kind of church hall and um, did you have a teacher there in Anala? I did I did wow. I had lovely Sandra Breen her name was was mm-hmm. my dance teacher and um, she's related to Janice Breen who had uh-huh. a school here and they were bandstand dancers actually yeah, yeah. Yeah. and uh, so I learnt in Anala and um, I just remember dreaming big in that little community Church mm-hmm. Hall, yeah. That's fantastic. So then you left, you went to school in Anala, I guess, or in Brisbane? I went to school in Brisbane yeah. and I, uh, I did my HSC and mm. then I, I was actually in a ballet company from t- like 12 to 17 mm-hmm. and that was the Australian Youth Ballet Company and it doesn't exist anymore but it was a company where we toured nationally um, around Australia wow. and went to London and performed there. Gee. So I consider that I started kind of working at that time yeah. and I thought ballet was going to be my my path forward mm. and I remember going for, after being a principal in that company, I remember going to the audition for the Australian Ballet School and it's interesting, Lyndon, because they, they stand you there in a leotard and tights and mm. um, you face the front and then the side and the side and the back mm. and they eliminate you from that. Really? Because they just look at your body type. And I've got a slight scoliosis in my spine and they Uh looked at me and went, no. So in that moment, my ballet career, (laughs) it just, it broke. That must have been devastating. It was devastating. And I remember thinking, oh my goodness, I thought this was my path. And then I kind of reverted back to what are my other loves? And my other loves were old MGM musicals. Because I grew up on a diet of Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire and Sid Charisse and... Vera Allen and all of those wonderful they dancers. Were such great films and great. the dancing was phenomenal. Phenomenal. And I think, I think as a kid, I thought life should be a musical. Hmm. I was kind of disappointed that didn't nothing, everything didn't have a happy <laughs> ending. And um, so I went, okay, I'm, I'm going to. I'd learnt jazz and tap and all of those things at the same time. So yeah. I kind of went down that path. And I had friends who'd come down to do a musical in Sydney, and I remember coming down on a bus trip yeah. with my dancing school to see it, and then thinking. I'm going to give that a go. Mm. So I moved to Sydney when I was 17 mm-hmm. with a you know, suitcase and a dream. And, yeah. um, and What yeah. was the first show that you ended up doing after that? Actually, I didn't do musicals for a while. Oh. I came down, I think the first year I was in Sydney, I didn't work at all yeah. because there was a, a clique of dancers yeah, that sure. did all the work and it was before this predated any kind of performing arts full-time course or dancers agencies or it was like a little clique of people that worked and got booked directly Mm. and that took me a year to kind of be seen by choreographers and and I think my first job was um, 
a film with Deborah Byrne and Matt Dillon called mm -hmm. Rebel, which was an Australian musical film, mm -hmm. um, choreographed by the late Ross Coleman. Oh, yeah. And the first musical I did was uh, David Atkins' Dancing Man. It was, was um, this is David put on his own show yeah, and yeah. I was working yeah. for David as a commercial dancer. So mm -hmm. I was doing lots of television and film and music video and, and uh, I was going for musicals but I wasn't quite getting them and it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't until David showed that I, I found myself in a musical mm -hmm. and, and wow, and I remember thinking, this is everything I dreamed it could be. Mm. I was just so in love. Well, David too was a fantastic dancer. Fantastic dancer. I remember seeing him a number of times. Yeah, yeah. So you started in, in musicals then and, um, and I guess, look, it's, um, as, as you say, there are a group of people who get used to working together and mm. so then you have a, a tight-knit ensemble yeah. and you go from show to show. Yeah. Um, so how was it, what was the, the, the career path then? You, did you uh, work with uh, David Soley or did you start working with John Frost then? Or I actually, my, my career has been what I describe a, a, a glorious... Um, form of accidents. Mm. I, I did David's show and uh, there was a TV series, a drama series, like a TV soap called E Street. And oh, you were an actor in it? And they, they saw me in David's show and I, I think I had two lines in David's show and I'd mm. never spoken before on stage in my mm. life. And I, um, David's sister in his, in his life was a truck driver. Uh -huh. And so I played his sister in this tiny scene, I had two lines. And this television production company, they saw me do that. Mm -hmm. They left a note for me at stage door saying, can you come and screen test the next oh, day? Gee, and I remember saying, what's a screen test? Because <laughs> I wasn't, didn't even know what it was. And um, I came and they said, you just read this exactly how you um, played David's sister. Yeah. And I did. And then I found myself on E Street, which I did yeah. for two years. Yeah. So I was an actress for two years and, yeah. I, and I hadn't acted before <laughs> mm. and I kind of got thrown into the deep end of the pool and I had to swim and it was, it was an incredible learning experience. And for me too, just being on a TV set and working with cameras every day mm. was how I also started to, um, my mind started to kind of like bubble with the thoughts of how, how could I look at dance through the screen. Yeah. So where I started to kind of... Um, entertain ways of shooting dance mm. because I was with cameras all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was, uh, it was a great, an amazing learning experience. So mm. that was my acting school. Yeah. Really. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, your dance, when you were dancing, was really yeah. high energy. And I remember uh, the choreography too, where the choreography for, for Carmen on Honda Opera in Sydney Harbour yeah. was fantastic. Mm. But it was really high energy and physical and, and tremendously exciting. Yeah. But I guess that, that takes a toll on your body too, yeah? It does. It does. And I know you've had a couple of um, shoulder reconstructions. Do I've, you want to talk about that a bit? Yeah, I've, I've had quite a few things. Yeah. I was, I'm very lucky because I really push the envelope. I think mm. most dancers can dance at that intensity and then by the end of their 30s they're going, okay, I need to stop doing this. Yeah. I, I, I pushed it to 45. Yeah. Um, only because I could. Yeah. Because I was, because um, I trained in the gym as well mm. a lot. And so uh, it wasn't until 45. I think before that I'd rolled a few ankles and I'd mm. spasmed a few, you know, neck muscles. But um, mm. uh, at 45 I... I actually hurt my back first, mm -hmm. um, so I had a disc problem, a disc yeah. injury. So I had a spinal injury, then I had one shoulder go, so I've had two shoulder reconstructions, I've had a hip surgery. Mm. I also broke a piece of cartilage off in my ankle joint, Ugh. quite quite a, a quite a big piece. Mm. And um, I had a 
a treatment, it's called PRP, which is quite incredible. It's mm. like, um, it's a step under stem cell, but I, I basically regenerated my cartilage. So, so th everything's quite good now, but I went yeah, yeah. through that rough, that kind of rough period where I was very injured and very broken. I couldn't dance. Mm. And that was, um, for someone who's done it all their life, that's quite confronting. Absolutely. And... I mean, I remember seeing you rehearsing with your arm in a sling. Yes. And, but it takes quite a, quite a long time to rebuild the muscles, yeah? It does, to reconstruct and rehabilitate. Yeah. And... How, how long does that take? Uh, I think for my, my shoulders it took uh, a year for Gee. each one to recover. Yeah. Uh, my hip was at probably about six months. Mm. Uh, but still, I had a lot of things going on at once. Mm. I remember at one period I was choreographing in a sling and with a boot on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember doing Carmen yeah. on the harbour, the first one, mm. where my arm could only go to here. Yeah. I remember saying to the dancers, don't copy that arm, it's up here. Yes. Like, um, but what's, what's been lucky, and I feel very fortunate, because I've never been a choreographer who gets in front of the mirror with the music mm. and um, stands there and comes up with the ideas. I'm, I do my design in my head, yeah. so I see it all like a movie. Yeah. So I'm usually lying back on the lounge mm -hmm. with a notepad and a pen and I draw it. Because mm -hmm. I, I paint, so, so I, draw, I draw the dance and I write it. Mm -hmm. So I never actually do it until I've got to put it on the dancers. Well, that's interesting because, I mean, I, I want to talk about the process of yeah. choreography too yeah. because um, a lot of choreographers say, no, do it by numbers. And they yeah. have, you know, they're at this number here and there. And so obviously yours is a very different sort of process. I think everyone's process is unique. Oh, really? Every, every choreographer I speak to, we all do it all different ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got a friend, a really great friend, Jason Gilkerson, the um, famous ballroom choreographer mm -hmm. who did Burn the Floor. Yeah. He has to get in the room in front of the mirror. He has like four or five assistants and it's all very physical, mm -hmm. whereas mine is really not. Mm-hmm. I'm lying down, usually with a glass of wine. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and I draw it, which is why I could still design and work while I was a bit broken. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it was still it happens like in my, in a movie. So I. So I guess you know you were talking before about your experience with E Street. Hmm. This is where that comes from. You're seeing it all through a lens. Yes. And um, choreo well designing the choreography yeah. through through the lens of a, of a of a movie camera, I guess. Yeah, I see it like a movie. Yeah. I really do, and I think it's quite. Um, I think it's, I'm trying to find a good word, I think it's kind of sexy to mm. kind of bring a filmic attitude to the stage mm. and to bring um, a theatrical attitude to film. Mm. I, I love when one of them can complement the other and uh, so, yeah, so I feel fortunate I've been able, to, I was able to work through that mm. tough period of not yeah. being able to move and come out the other side and um, be able to move again. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you had an incredibly um, secure technical grounding yeah. by, by studying ballet at the beginning, yeah. but uh, which is, I guess, one of the reasons why you've, you were able to dance for so long. Yeah. But but what's the difference between contemporary dance that you know, is, as I said, f highly physical and and uh, aggressive and so on? Mm. Uh, what's the difference between that training and that conditioning and technique to ballet technique and dancing? Uh, I think it's. Well, both both are tough on your body. I think yeah. classical ballet is really tough on your body. You're not born turned out yeah, from yeah. the hip, or mm. you know, it, we really do extreme things with our body and to create incredible art and poetry. Mm. I think that um, the the physicality of the style that I've grown up doing and that I love choreographing um, 
is the type of dance that I that I always want to hit the back wall of the theatre with, yeah. and I that is good. That takes a great intensity. Yeah, and that's and what makes it exciting. Yeah, too, I have to say. And it's the same as someone in a sport like squash, where you've got to move sharp and yeah. quick, and yeah. and and so it is, that does take. Um, a lot of skill, it takes a lot of great foundation, mm. it takes um, a really strong musculoskeletal um, you know, alignment in your body. I yeah. think you know, your muscles have got to be strong, which is why I say to dancers all the time, can you please go to the gym? Because mm. a lot of dancers could, can be unfit. Mm. Like you can, they can go bang, 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 but you get them to run up three flights of stairs and they're like. <gasps> really? Yeah. yeah, because it's yeah. short, short yeah. spurts of energy. Yeah. So um, for me, because I think I trained at the gym as well as as well as my dance training and I, I had a great osteopath who told me that that's what I should do and I mm -hmm. would injure less if I did that and that, mm -hmm. and that, that actually worked. So yeah. it's really you know you're training it's, it's like being a sportsman or a sportswoman. It totally is yeah it totally is it's it's a life of an athlete yeah 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 so um, you're working, you're teaching now, and so you know at NIDA and during this COVID period. Yes, I am. And are you finding how are you finding that? Because it, it's it's a very different sort of process. It's very different. Uh, it's very interesting to try and come up with a waltz where people don't exactly touch each other too much. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, um, Lyndon, it's just so lovely to be in the rehearsal room mm. and to be in a creative process with a you know with a small group of kids mm. and. Uh, I love I love teaching. I love passing knowledge on. Yeah. I love I do a lot of mentoring um, in between jobs usually. So this COVID time has been a great time to be doing that. And so I've done a lot of mentoring online on Zoom. And uh, so it's you know I, I love doing that work. It's been, that's been a great thing. Mm, it's a totally different process now with when you're not in the same room no, where you I can't know. actually touch I know. people and yeah, so yeah. that must be very difficult when you're trying to do it by Zoom and you can't actually have any physical contact. Yeah, it's very, very, very tough because what we do is about energy and connection. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, very yeah. different. Well, Kelly, it's been an absolute delight to have you here today. Thanks Thank you for, for coming having in. me. Oh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> and congratulations on a wonderful, wonderful career that still continues. And we'll see you choreographing shows uh, post-COVID. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Lyndon. Thank you for listening to In Conversation with Lyndon Terracini. We hope you've enjoyed the chat and we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast. That way, you'll get each new episode as they're released. We also hope to see you in the theatre in the not-too-distant future. And you can stay up to date with all we've got going on at opera.org.au.